Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Friday. It is July 14th. Hope you all had a great week. Yesterday, we uh, hey, we had some good news yesterday. The markets did well, closed pretty high. Uh, we'll talk about that and more when Dave joins us here in just a few seconds. Before we do that, though, let's not forget that there are so many things that you and I, we just can't control. However, you can take some control of your portfolio and the amount of risk you have in that portfolio. That's the key thing. You need to know how much risk you currently have, and you need to understand how much risk you should have based on your risk tolerance, based on how close you are to retirement. Those are important things you need to understand so that you don't get beat up in a bear market right before retirement. Give us a call, 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement analysis. And with that, we got Dave coming up next. Lights, FM, and Whitney Houston is there. God, I loved her voice. It's 842 here, 19 now before 9. Time to check in and see what Wall Street's doing. Earnings season begins today. It's almost like Christmas because we got all kinds of numbers to talk about. And that means we're going downtown to Statler Financial Services' very own Philip Statler, who's on the line this morning. Philip, how you doing today? Hey, good morning, Dave. It is the end of the second full week of the third quarter. And uh, I got to say, it's been a really good good week as far as the markets are concerned. Absolutely. I mean, yesterday was another up day, and it was not, for at least the blue chip indexes, as monstrously exciting an up day as uh, gives you reason to have bubble fears. Dow was up by, 40, by 48. Standard & Poor's was up by 38. Words cannot, des- words cannot describe how thrilled I am when they give the mouse flatulence on me in the middle of a sentence like that. That was a test, people, by the way. You still there, Philip? Uh, I'm here. I'm here. I wonder what happened to you. Yeah, we had an emergency alert test that interrupted everything, and we had mouse flatulence going over the air for a couple of seconds. Anyway, we were up by like uh, 14 hundredths of a percent on the Dow, up 85 hundredths of a percent on the S&P. NASDAQ had a bit of a party. They were up over a percent and a half, 219 points up. Uh, The VIX went up a little bit to 13.67, which still has no great shakes, and uh, what I was reading is it sounds like what was driving up the uh, NASDAQ exchange was all the excitement over artificial intelligence. Google made a big announcement yesterday. Their artificial intelligence engine they call the BARD, it can even change voices now. You can have a guy instead of a girl telling you what the uh, average length of a mouse's toenails are or something like that. Uh, that evidently was really exciting in the artificial intelligence community. Are you thrilled as well? Uh, you know, it, it doesn't uh, doesn't raise to that level, in my opinion. <laughs> I'm I'm not exactly getting goosebumps off of it, but uh, I mean, all of the indexes now at uh, our year to date highs, they're all at a bigger high since that we haven't seen since the first half of 2022. So we obviously have some relatively good news. Uh, there's always flies in the ointment, and a fly in the ointment is going to be the Federal Reserve. In about two, two weeks, they're going to decide whether or not to hit us on the kneecaps with let other interest rate increase. 
Uh, one more indication that inflation is a little bit more under control than it was was import prices this morning. Uh, they were expected to go down by one-tenth of a percent, went down by two-tenths of a percent last month. All of this tends to total up to the big-picture number that you and I have been talking about, that inflation's a little higher than it should be, but we've now done enough to be able to start the trend downward to manageable levels, and I'm kind of hoping the Federal Reserve is listening. Yeah, me, me too. I mean, we are definitely heading in the right direction. I mean, U.S. import price, that's the fifth decline in the past six months. So, and that kind of, you know, goes along with some of the other uh, economic numbers we've seen and how they've been heading in that direction. So uh, I, I'm hoping they're paying attention, but uh, I, I wouldn't hold my breath, Dave. I'm not really holding my breath either. Some you and I have been preachifying for a long time that an interest rate hike really doesn't get into the full pipeline of the economy for six, maybe nine months after you do it. Well, now we're about three quarters of the way through that spate of interest rate increases we did last year, and we're starting to see the effect of them. It's real easy to turn the volume up too high. And the Federal Reserve has a bad track record at doing that over the years. So a little bit of reserve wouldn't be a bad idea at the moment, at least to this old economist's outlook. No, it really wouldn't, David. And I think next Tuesday might be a little interesting, too, because that's um, when we get the retail sales numbers. And, uh, you know, I don't have any forecast yet as to what the economists expected to be. But, but if that starts to tail off, then, um, you know, I got to think that they should pay attention to that. Uh, they probably also need to look at it except Amazon. Remember, we had Prime Day, yeah. and Amazon says they set a new record for a two-day Prime Day celebration this week. So let's let's not get too excited by, an ump, by a bump up in retail sales next time because, uh, well, we all spent money like drunken sailors on Amazon this week, didn't we? Well, thankfully, that's going to be July's number, Dave, and not June's number. Oh, that. Oh, that's right. It's a monthly number. Okay, fine. Go, go, go to town. Burn that plastic. It's, it's earnings season. I alluded it to at the outset. We're starting to get some of the big household names in. They start out with the big financials each time. And uh, I'm kind of starting to draw a picture here off of what we're seeing so far. But uh, we're getting good news out of virtually all of them. J.P. Morgan just absolutely cleaned the clock on the expectations, didn't they? They did. Morgan came in in, in good and pretty good shape. They beat by 37 cents a share at $4.37. Uh, and revenue came in quite a bit more than expected, too. I'm going to say by probably two, two and a half billion dollars more than expected. So good news for them. And they're trading up this morning almost 3% uh, before we get going. Then you have Wells Fargo reported. Uh, same for them. They beat as well. Um, they were expected to come in like at a dollar sixteen. They came in at a dollar twenty-five. Not quite as good as uh, of an increase as uh, as the J.P. Morgan saw. Uh, revenue was slightly above expectations, but still, Wells Fargo is benefiting up three point six percent this morning. The last actual bank I have is Citibank reported. Um, they beat as well. Um, again, slightly on on both uh, both fronts, uh, but they're trading up this morning one and a half. Uh, then we have Black BlackRock reported as well. Now they're not really a bank, but they're a financial. Uh, I call them a financial institution, uh, lack mm -hmm. of a better term. And uh, they had a good quarter as well. Um, they were expected to only make eight eight dollars and forty five cents a share. They actually made nine dollars and twenty eight cents a share. Now revenue. 
was basically in line as expected. And uh, because of that kind of as expected revenue, they're actually taking a, a fall this morning down uh, a little over 1%. Well, somebody had to uh, play to a hard room. I, I'm looking at most of the banks. I'm looking at them, and compared to prior year figures, the absolute numbers are down, which is kind of drawing the picture that we're looking for. But they're beating expectations almost across the board, and that seems to be a harbinger of good things for the earnings season to come. Uh, we had one non-financial report, though, and uh, how's our health insurance business doing? Hey, they uh, United Healthcare reported they did pretty well as as uh, also they uh, they came in at six dollars and fourteen cents a share versus the five ninety nine that was expected. Now, revenue was about a oh, two billion more than expected, so uh, good for them. They're up uh, two and three quarter percent this morning. Oh, I'm, I won't say I'm happy to see a big time health insurer making gobs of money, but I'm glad they beat the street. All right. Exactly, because it helps the stock price. Now, you know, hey, earlier yeah. this week, Dave, we talked about Disney and mm-hmm. oh, uh, yes. some of the issues that they've had uh, because of their political stand and because of their raising prices. Well, I, I found this article quite interesting. Um, don't, uh, like I said, it's an article. Somebody wrote it. Uh, don't know how, how you know, true it could be, but... Um, there is indications that maybe Costco is not going to restock Bud Light anymore. Um, I found that kind of interesting in this article. Um, But more importantly, I think, is the the actual numbers, right? Bud Light, um, the week before, was down 27.5% in sales. This week, it was down 28.5% in sales. Um, along with their other brands are all taking a hit as well. Um, as much as Budweiser's down 10% over the, the week before, even uh, Michelob Ultra is down 4.5%. So, um, you know, companies maybe need to wake up and uh, smell the roses and, and figure out that politics is not going to sell goods. Uh, absolutely. There was a rant that I went on earlier this week that, uh, you know, if you're doing business, uh, the people who disagree with what you think, their money is just as green. It's better shut the heck up and do business as to what you do for a living instead of taking political stances when you're in the business world. Go vote the way you want to. I mean, I'm perfectly happy yeah, with man. anybody's political views, but uh, it, uh, taking a stand costs you almost any time, even if 80% of the, com- of the country agrees with you. The 20% right. got gr- the 20% has green money, too. That's right. And and here's what I'm waiting to see. And, and I haven't seen mm-hmm. any indications of this yet. But, you know, the board of directors in those companies, they have a fiduciary responsibility to the shareholder. And I'm surprised we've not seen shareholder lawsuits over some of this stuff, because because what these companies have done is hurt the stock price. And that's not going to make the investors happy. If I were an InBev shareholder right now, I'd be a little less than happy with what's been going on with their marquee brand on this side of the pond, wouldn't you? Absolutely would be. <laughs> Resetting the table, it was a uh, modest to a darn good up day yesterday, depending upon whether you're talking about growth stocks or blue chips, but it was all green. 45 minutes before we opened this morning, starting out with some relatively good banking news. How are we doing on the futures so far? 
Well, I must say the Dow, because those uh, banks are all members of the Dow Industrial 30, they're getting a, the biggest push this morning, up a little over a half a percent. That's $182. The other two indexes are so-so. The S&P 500 is up a 20.2%, uh, which is $9. And the NASDAQ 100 is up less than a tenth of a percent. The Russell 2000 is actually going the other direction. It's actually down about a tenth of a percent. So, um, you know, we, we've got kind of a mixed bag altogether. On the other side, though, we've got silver made another huge jump, Dave, up three quarters of a percent today. And it's past $25. It's back up to $25.13 an ounce right now. Um, remember, it was down to, to $22 not too long ago. Uh, gold is basically flat right now, and crude oil, though higher than where it was yesterday substantially, is down a tenth of a percent. It's at $76.81 a barrel. Mm, only in the too 75 range right? yesterday. Yeah, that yeah seems... we're getting too close to 80. <laughs> I think so. Overseas markets uh, kind of reflect us. Japan was the only Asian rim market that was off, and it was off by less than a tenth of a percent. Uh, the rest of the markets up fractionally at 6 a.m. when they closed up this morning. European markets are looking at our reports so far, and they're all evenly up in the half a percent range midway through their trading day. We like what we're hearing so far on earnings season, but it's real early. If you've got a lot of equity active action in your uh, retirement fund, uh, you really need to know where your risk is. How do I find you to figure out where my retirement is risky? David, that's exactly why we created the core retirement design. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement analysis. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow morning to uh, fill you in on the weekend and what's likely to affect your money next week at this time. Philip, thank you so much. You have a marvelous weekend. All right, you have a great weekend. And I'll see you Monday, not tomorrow. Did I say tomorrow? I meant Monday. Yeah, you did. I, know it was weekend. <laughs> I need more coffee. <laughs> Be well, my friend. I'll see you then. All right. Bye. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I hope your week was good. Hope you have a great weekend. Please join us again Monday. And if we can help in any way, don't hesitate. Give us a call, 863-382-0037. Buy it until Monday.